not on sync at all <laughs> that's okay <laughs> it was a huge sneeze it's been like a minute since we all actually like recorded for real i know it's but like what at least yeah, like, like two or three weeks. at least and this is at least and this we're finally in like real time as like the realest time <laughs> you'll get for the podcast wait it's all synced up the right way. i didn't say that but this one will finally be synced up the right way <laughs> the past couple ones no those are out of order <laughs> because i have adhd and i'll start one podcast <laughs> and then like stop it because i have an idea for the next one and i'll start that one and then stop it and it go back and forth and then one's finished before the other ones are finished so <laughs> that's just how my brain works I got you. and welcome to bros and murder who am i this week i am the hologram mm. with tupac shakur oh that's really this cool. week i am a new Cat dad. Oh, <laughs> so cute. A little He's a little boy. shadow, a little chaos noodle. Is that his name, uh, Chaos Noodle? We're actually still kind of narrowing down the name. We've got like four or five in contention that we just call him all the time. Uh, uh, his adoptive name was Linguini, uh, which I kind of like. It's like p- the pasta, Linguini. Uh, but we also like Fang. We also like uh, Chaos Noodle. Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> Shadow Man. I like that. I fuck with that. Yeah. It's been awesome. But, uh, man, trimming cat's nails. That sucks. Oh, that's, I just take her to the groomer. I don't even try to do that. She gets mad at me. <laughs> um, I am super sweaty. Ooh, what are you week. super sweaty from? Uh, I was okay. running. I've been running. I've been running a lot, so I'm tired, too. I'm like, trying to get back into you. Or for a reason, or... Yeah, I uh, want to get back into running. I used to run like 50 miles a week, and then I stopped running because COVID happened, and I felt like I had nothing to train for. And now I we are nine weeks away from a baby, and I want to be able to go running with her, like in a oh, little yeah. stroller. Those are always my favorite people in races. Yeah, I've seen those like, on like Instagram. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's one thing to run a 10K. It's another thing to run a 10K while pushing a baby. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Something about quarantine. Lots of babies. Like six people in my office are having kids. They're like all due in the summer. Yeah. You got nothing better to do but just stay home and get cream pie. <laughs> so, you know. well, <laughs> yeah, not the dessert <laughs> activity. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this episode we're doing found last episode or episode before that we did missing. So this is the other end of that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about found cases. So uh, battle, do you wanna 
start because technically in the last episode release you did start <laughs> so, who started technically last time? it's you oh oh my flipping gosh okay 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 oh. take the rain yeah okay daddy. i yes zaddy damn zaddy it's like that <laughs> uh yes yeah, so hello everyone i hope everyone's zaddy doing chill well. yeah right i am doing well and i was n yo andre is just drinking wine out of a bottle <laughs> i just want everyone to know like he is not like he doesn't have a cup he's being super extra right now with that bottle of wine i think it's I wasn't a being one too, it was, the it's my times. uh night it's my snoop dog one. <laughs> yep it's a snoop dog i love it rhymes. it's great Honestly, so, you should get on that wave. Good dog wine is great. Well, I like wine too. So I'm going to be talking about a woman named Rochelle Stubblefield. And I don't know if this is people's first time listening, but I'm battle and I hate cold cases. However, this cold case has, you know. <laughs> you hate cold cases. You hate missing persons cases. Yes. This is pretty but I still much force one, you to do both. But then, you know, yeah, I just hate them because there's no closure. I want closure. I'd rather know something than not know and anything I, I, whatsoever. That's just me, though. I, I want to see you suffer. And that's just me. Yeah. Well, that really freaks me out, Andre. So does cold cases. But whatever. I just hate disappearing acts. So enough about me. Let's talk about Rochelle, right? I need to know everything, who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. Are you good? I'm curious, George, Help me disappear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared. I was like, <laughs> No, I just so, casually passed out. <laughs> I hope not, because I don't know who would we contact. Oh, if something yeah. happened. One of your sock puppet accounts on Facebook. <laughs> if it's my time, it's my time. So, Rochelle was a person that never really had any problems with her socially or mentally or anything like that. She was described actually by her mother as someone who is caring, had good grades in school, overall like a helpful person and a good person. And before her death, she was studying to have a degree in criminal justice because she wanted to work in the justice system. As a student at a private Catholic university called Calumet College of St. Joseph's, Rochelle was involved with the Black Student Union. The president of the Black Student Union said that she, and I quote, she stuck to my side like glue and she literally became my left hand. So she's very influential and positive around the people that was around her. Along with being part of the Black Student Union, she also was a frequent at a place called study buddy cafe which was located at the college which the cafe was a place where you can go get coffee and hang out study like it's in the name it's i think every ca campus has something like that so while she was at the study buddy cafe she made friends there as well but not only was she a social butterfly she was also a college athlete she was a track star and had a scholarship to attend the college that she was at because of her talent and skill so i always think what else didn't she really do like i think she did a lot she had a lot going for herself and i think it's really awesome that she was well versed 
and so enthusiastic about being around people, just being helpful, and also learning at the same time because it's it's hard work and it's really hard to just juggle a lot of things. And she had that going for herself. Oh boy, hey, boy, do I know it? <laughs> right. It's been a struggle for me just to wear multiple hats and do stuff. But I will say it does help me feel like I'm growing as an individual when I'm actually doing multiple things. Well, and student-athlete life specifically is crazy involved. You're, you know, training four hours a day and traveling on weekends, like when you're supposed to be doing like projects and papers and stuff. And on top of it, sounds like she was doing some sort of like community organizing. Yeah, she like working with the uh, yeah. Black Student Union. I think that's really dope. It's really cool to be a part of a lot of different organizations mm -hmm. if you have the time, but I get it. It's tough. So another thing before her disappearance, there is something special about her. During all this, all these things that were going on, Rochelle was carrying a baby at the time of her dis disappearance and she was about eight months pregnant and she was approaching her 21st birthday. Yes. Oh, so I want to give a trigger warning about this case because it is deep. So her friend Jennifer Figueroa, the, barist, the barista from the Study Buddy Cafe, became really good friends with Rochelle. Jennifer stated that the last time she saw Rochelle was, when, was a day or so before she went missing. One thing that was interesting about the last time that Jennifer saw Rochelle was that Jennifer had bought brought in candy bars that her daughter was selling and Rochelle was like, hey, I got you. Let me sell these for you. So she, you know, Rochelle takes the box of chocolates and helps out her friend because, again, she was a helpful, helpful person. I want to put that, I like really ingrain that, that she was a good person. So that day, Rochelle was actually able to sell most of the candy bars and brought the rest back to Jennifer. And the last thing that Rochelle said to Jennifer was, I'll see you tomorrow. And on November 10th of 2015, this was the day that she goes missing. And it took two whole days before she was reported missing. And once she was actually reported missing, her family came out and said words and said that she was happy to be a mother. And she even had a name for her son. Why did it His name days? was. It took two. Because. I don't know, like, I don't think that she was showing up to classes and people started to, like, realize, okay, what's going on, you know? It's it's different, too. I know for me, like, if I if something were to happen to me, I have Melinda. That's mm -hmm. like when I said earlier, if you really would have passed out, like, who would we tell? Who would we contact for you? Or who would we contact? I don't, Robert, I don't know. You live with someone. Yeah, yeah you yeah. live with your partner, right? Yeah, so, like, it's different. So, like, if she's by herself, it's it's kind of hard for someone to say okay yeah this person's missing immediately versus well, and it was two days right that's pretty quick yeah, honestly days. yeah right so but his her son's name was amir deshaun thomas stubblefield now her boyfriend darren fuller was a suspect in the disappearance in the disappearance or murder of rochelle because shortly after her disappearance, they questioned Darren about her disappearance. And of course, he denied he had any relationship with her mm -hmm. and also said that that was not my baby. Suspect. Yes, super sus. Because 11 days after her disappearance, 
Darren was arrested according to court records. And his girlfriend at the time mm. stated that she went to pick up Darren from an elementary school and got in and when he got in the car, he said something happened to Rochelle and he was the one that did it. Not only yeah, he said that he did it to the ex girlfriend. But not only that, on November twentieth of twenty fifteen, the police get a tip from the from Illinois police that said people had come in with information about a possible homicide. And in the tips that came in, it, they were from Darren's family members who said that Darren had admitted to killing a woman who was eight months pregnant with Darren's child. He said that himself. And he and said he's been going around telling him it's all right. He's like, yo, guess what I did? You know? Yeah. So. He said it all during a converse, a phone conversation, and apparently he was just afraid to pay child support. I don't know, but... What the fuck? Well, yeah, you rather... it's either you pay child support, you you pay the child support, you pay off the debt, or, like, if you don't, they're just going to garnish your wages, and I guess you, I don't know, just die, I don't know. I guess kill someone, I don't, I don't know. What the fuck? Don't have that weak pullout game, bro. <laughs> like... Look at me, I'm about to be a dad. <laughs> I was going like, to say, yeah, your pull-up game was mad week. What do you mean? <laughs> right? Case point. So, fast... Take any advice from this, man. <laughs> I should have listened to Andre, people. So, fast forward to August 25th of 2016. And January 24th of 2017, the police conducted a canine search for Rochelle's remains by the school that Darren was at. They found nothing. However, the canines did find an area that indicated presence of human remains on the Sandy Hillside. And when the officers actually dug in the area, they found nothing. So it wasn't until August of 2019 where Darren's ex-girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, said that they drove away from the school and he was throwing things out of the window that same night that that he told her and they picked her up she said that he was throwing things out of her car window and it was it was Rochelle's things also it said that he killed her by why was she sitting on this information for yeah me? i was gonna say i don't know like that's the thing too because like they so they interviewed her before but then like i don't think they pursued anything it's it's an okay ending. I think there is some justice. And we'll get to it. So, he told his ex-girlfriend that he killed her by strangling her by strangling her to death. His family members that actually called said that Darren choked her and stabbed her in the temple. In custody, he was charged with two counts of murder and one count of obstruction of justice. He was denied bond. So as of right now, police, he is in police custody, but this case is still ongoing. So there is closure, but not 100%. But there's also witnesses that almost seal the deal. So I don't know why they're dragging their feet that this will probably become a short as uh, one of the videos as soon as we figure out what's going on. Did they find the body? But no, no remains have been found whatsoever. A Lake County judge actually entered a not guilty plea on behalf of Darren. This was July 24th of last year. So as soon as I have more updates, I definitely want to let everyone know 
because this is something that's wild. Like she goes missing, she's pregnant, just vanishes off the face of the earth, but they have sus they have leads and it's hard to I think what's going to be difficult is keeping him in prison because they don't have hard evidence. And if they could get phone records something concrete other than hearsay of the right exactly so that's what's that's where it is at the moment so it's there but it's not there at the same time because he had his ex-girlfriend but also two cousins say yeah this dude called and was like yeah i fucking stabbed her in the head yeah so that was my case and i hope it was a little nicer well, and it's it's really unfortunate. Like, even if they find the objects he was throwing out the window, like if they do end up being Rochelle's, like you know, he has reason to have his fingerprints on them because they were dating. So, right, right. man, dating, yeah. I, unless they find the body or like the murder weapon, I don't know. Right? But, Isn't that crazy? I know I it makes like me so it. nervous when someone's that close to getting away with something clearly terrible. No, because he is like on a like right on that fucking line of walking scot free from it because it yeah. had nothing concrete other than just like three people i mean like I, on one hand i want to be like that should be enough to like convict them for it but on the other hand is like no that's not enough to, i know i like try to put I my mind in like the, from the perspective of the jury like if you were on that jury and you know all the evidence you had was you know three yeah. three phone calls that no one actually has records of like i don't know I couldn't on a good conscience be like, oh, yeah, you're guilty. But hopefully that. Yeah, and, and it's tough, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I would hate for him to be another victim of the justice system that gets put away for such a long time and they don't find yeah. out until right. like 30 years later that, OK, yeah, this person didn't do it. Let's try to make it better by making him a millionaire. And it's like that m- people help. You need to realize the mortality of life and something that's finite is time. And we, money does not replace mm-hmm. time. Like, so this is, this is a tough case and, but there's a little closure and then there's not at the same time. I just thought it was a good one for this yeah. episode. I hope we get more info. I like that case. Well, so mine, a little bit shorter, really gross and dark. But we'll get to it after a small break. Aw. Really gross and dark. Are you talking about me? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. So now, between Fort Bragg... No, wait, Battle, where were you? Staying? You were on a ship. No, where? I was not on a ship. I am Navy, however, I was with no. Marine Corps the whole time. I was, I was next to Fort Bragg. I was at Camp Lejeune, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. So... When it comes to like Fort Bragg and Fort Hood, I'm, you, I'm pretty sure you understand like the history. Yep. Fort Bragg is like both of those places are. I mean, I think any military base is has their dark secrets. I, at the military base that I was at, this person was decapitated in the uh, barracks. Wow, convenient. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so common. People fucking freak in the military sometimes. So between Fort Bragg and Fort Hood, both of these duty stations just have they're like they're dreaded by soldiers like i remember going through basic training and like at the end they kind of read off the list of like where you're going and when people got told hood or brag you can just see they're like fuck because <laughs> they just just a long running history of people like getting murdered or disappearing or getting sexually assaulted 
at mainly at these two places and no one really knows why and there's never really that much of an investigation into like why did this keep happening so now my case is about enrique ramon martinez who was a 21 year old paratrooper stationed at fort bragg he had went missing during a shoreside camping trip with his friends in north carolina like this is last year memorial day and his partial remains including his severed head washed up on shore days later so enrique martinez are you okay robert like your face you're just like i i it's just like thinking about robert's face was just like like all the crime shows that start off with like regular everyday people finding like bodies like finding a head at the beach is like a really rough day to the that's yeah that'll scar me for life the beach like yeah, no, I'm gonna have to. Leave. I'm gonna need a lot of therapy after that. So now, Enrique was a 21-year-old paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne Division, stationed at Fort Bragg. He was a. He went to a campsite with several other soldiers on May 22nd, and the group went to after like hanging out, drinking, doing camp shit. They went to bed around midnight. The next morning, everyone woke up, nursing their hangovers, and said that Enrique was nowhere to be found. He was just gone. They called his cell phone, like every, just everything was going out of his tent. So they called 911, and later that day, people came out, military personnel, and they launched a full-on extensive search of the area and the water and shoreside for any sign of where, like where he went. He just vanished without a trace. It wasn't until about like a week later, well, yeah, about a week. It was May 29th when investigators discovered partial remains of. Ramon washing up on shore. According to uh, a released autopsy, those remains consisted of Ramon's severed head. The head was slashed in several places and had a broken jaw and fractured spine. Uh, the soldier's eyes were also missing and his hair had also been pulled out, like in chunks, as if he was in a fight or someone just ripped his hair. That's like some serious like corpse desecration. Like... That seems much more than just like, oh, got into a drunken fight on the beach and died. Yeah. So uh, they said they called due to like his body being in water for so long and being submerged. They couldn't determine the cause of death and the case and everything like that is still open. Uh, last news that we had really was just you're still investigating. That's what make it the military time said the like, last thing they put out a couple months ago was that like, you're still looking into it and his loved ones are still looking for answers and are actually there's a reward out for $25,000 for any information on the killer killers or what happened. And I'll put all that in the show notes because this is still an ongoing case. That is so and crazy. The soldiers who were interviewed couldn't give any kind of story on why he go missing, who would like want to hurt him. Like nothing. No one said anything. They're all like tight lipped. And it, the case is just, it stopped there. Hey, people, how about this? Let's not be buddy fuckers. That's what I, my first thought was. I was like, what the, I was like, what, like mm-hmm. one of y'all knows something. One of you know something and you're all, and you're all. I was going to say, I tell my friends that all the time. If I know you killed someone, I'm going to the cops. Like, no, no, we don't play that game. I'm not I'm protecting you. I've always threatened to call the cops on people if they try to drink and drive. Like, you better believe I will be a snitch. 
If you kill someone and you can fight the battle, I will tell. I'll be a fucking rat from, like, that dude from Recess. I will fuck, I'll write it down and tell. What's that? Randall? Yes, I will be a Randall and fucking snitch. Fucking hated Randall. I never wanted to beat anybody's ass so much like Randall. <laughs> and I, I'll look like I that I wanted to too. fuck him up as a kid. I'll have that rat looking face. So, so now I was, so I was looking at this on Reddit too and looking at some theories and one person, and he got, he the person got dragged for this too. <laughs> so he said that Enrique might have been drunk and like walking to the shore and that's how he died. But then everyone was like, oh. how does this, how do you get yeah. decapitated if he just drowned in the water? And it was like animal. <laughs> Gangland killing from local dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, like there's no, yeah, no fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, even if an animal did somehow decapitate him, the, there, the, the, there would be more than slashes and some hair pulls out of it. Right. I was gonna say the level like, of brutality. When it comes that? to the eyes being missing, yeah, like when it comes to eyes being missing, I can say, all right, some animals might have gotten to his remains and ate his eyes out, but hair pulling and it cuts on a face and then a broken spine, to me, that sounds like he was attacked. Right. Yeah, a broken spine, a broken jaw, his eyes were missing, his hair was pulled out. Bitch. Yeah, it sounds like a blatant attack. And I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that it was someone in that in that squad yeah. of people. Yeah, that was my case. I'm sorry that it was short, but I just no, felt like... that's good. There have been a lot of stuff in the last, like, few years that are getting, like, exposed. I'm waiting for the rest L of the... Last year alone, there was, I think... Last year alone, there was, like, what, several different... Yeah. People in Fort Hood who kept, yeah, who kept like, going missing and getting murdered, and like, yeah. just, just oh, no and I think two women came forward about being raped. It doesn't make any sense. Specifically at Fort Hood. Oh, dude, it, talking about like sexual assault on military bases is something else because that happens it's so much between men base. and yes, women. Yes, yes. And when I was in Kuwait on my last deployment, someone got a dude got cracked in the back of the hell with a frozen water bottle and raped. Yeah, like it's, shit's wow. just. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. That was my case. Let's get on to Roberts. Where are we? Where Well, my cat's already on top of me, so you'll have to get in line. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, mine has my favorite boogeyman of all of history in it, but I'll let you guys try to guess who, who that the is. Wendy Williams? Uh, it is not Wendy Williams. <laughs> Uh, so February, Candyman. Uh, real life, actual, actual group of real people. Real life Candyman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Is that what you're talking about? So uh, February uh, 1897. Candyman. It is not Candyman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, so in what is now Nigeria, but was then the Kingdom of Benin, their capital was raided. It was essentially burned to the ground. You know, the death count is not really known, but we know that it's most likely in the thousands. And some incredibly important artwork... Is it the Catholic Church? No, but you're on the right track. Some incredibly important artwork and religious icons were stolen. And... Shut the fuck up. So what they're they? called the Benin Bronzes. Um, and they're large bronze tablets that depict important historical events. They depict religious deities, you know, the history of Benin. Because, you know, this culture is how they recorded their most important events was through these bronze plates. So along with the bronze plates, you also had gold, ivory, 
all general spoils of war stolen from Benin. Uh, do you have any guess where they might have been found? At the hole at the bottom of the sea? The Germany? The British Museum. It's always the British Museum. Son of a bitch. Doc, we, we got the damn British. Okay, so the British Museum, this is your official call out. Fucking red coat. Return all of your stolen artifacts. And in the most disrespectful way, too. Yes. This is your call out. Uh, it's <laughs> unbelievable. If it's you go onto the shit. British Museum's website and you look up the Benin bronzes, it in detail describes ah, yes, during colonialism, we, the British, attacked the Kingdom of Benin, stole all of their wealth, officially declared it spoils of war, and then kept it. And they've publicly asked for it back, and we said, ah, well, you didn't put it in writing, so did you really ask for it? <laughs> like, literally, one second, I have a quote from them. From their website, like, publicly, while no formal written request has been received to the return of the museum's Benin collection in their entirety, the Benin Royal Court has made various public statements asking for Benin collections to be returned. What do you mean? Do you want them to get a like certified mail to the? So what boy? Uh, what? Right? Like, they, yeah, they they, they um, need to stamp the notarized. Even, even worse than the like academics at the British Museum saying, "Well, you know, we can't trust those Nigerians to take care of their own history. We need to keep it in our fancy museum." They probably got scammed. Then That's they didn't even keep all like, of them. They're probably. They're probably just like bitter because they got scammed by a Nigerian prince. They sold huge sections of the collection <laughs> all over Europe. So they don't even have them all anymore. It clearly wasn't about maintaining the like culture and history if you went on to sell them. Like you don't care. Return them to the people that it is their history. I don't understand. Return a fucking slab or suffer the consequences. And uh This sounds like a job for Nicolas Cage. Or uh no, he no, he's not old enough. He's too old now. We we need a Okandan prince to uh, steal him back. Right? <laughs> we need Shuri. <laughs> Someone call Shuri. We need her and like Lupita to just go over there and start fucking some shit up. Yeah. So and also obviously the British have stolen artifacts across the entire world because for a time there was uh, the sun never set on the British Empire because they were in like every continent in the world. Uh, colonialism is evil, the British crown is evil, and if y'all are hyping up British celebrities like the royalty, I'm disappointed in you. They're evil. I did just watch, finally, uh, Do You Wanna Marry Harry, that reality show. Awful, what horrible show. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So basically, they got a Prince Harry impersonator and they got 12 women to think they're going on like a, a bachelor type show to marry Harry. And the plot twist was at the end, the winner finds out that it's not actually Harry. That's terrible. Reality TV show in general, or reality TV in general, like there's some real shady shit going on. But shit, that was the episode. And I thought it was great. I loved all the cases. Well, I, I want to I say I loved all the cases. I love the conversations around the cases. We always spark some good ones. Yes. Like, for instance, fuck the British Museum. <laughs> fuck the British Museum. Give us back our shit. But at battle, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> uh, I don't have anything to plug yet.
All holes are open. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> People are going to think I'm really kinky, and I'm really not. Like, don't <laughs> touch me at all. Like, I get so uncomfortable. Like, don't touch my uh, arm, please. I am uh, currently <laughs> writing a spoken word poetry piece for a friend of mine who's writing a space opera. So that's kind of cool. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, Ooh. He said, uh, I want it to be about an astronaut trapped in space and i want it to sound really lonely i'm like okay i got you homie so i'm writing a lonely astronaut poem Keep up with that lonely, lonely space, space boy, boy. <laughs> uh so when it comes to social media you know i got those weekly vids the season's coming to an end and we're gonna have some like announcements about what's happening in the future it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun we're gonna do some murder shit. <laughs> well, we'll we'll uh, cover some oh, yeah. murders, right? We're not gonna go do any because I, I I didn't sign up for that. I don't know about you personally. I guess I got some vin- I got some vendettas. <laughs> um. Also, we're bros of murder. We totally don't say it. Damn it! We're bros of murder, and we talk about true crime of color and enjoy this artist that you've probably never heard of before. Bye, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>